I just want to at least break even and break even marketing through events, I think is like one of the best things. Cause it's like, if you could put on a good time, get people in the door, have them experience your brand in some capacity, whether it's like you're selling them at that event, which we don't, we're just having an event that like they're having fun at and then following up through natural ways. They're following us on Instagram. Now they're on our email list. You know, they're getting offers. I think it's one of the best ways to do it. And I've learned over the years that, you know, my 25 year old to 35 year old friends necessarily aren't the best clients. And they are people who might not be able to afford as much, or they might have too much going on in their life with having a, a, a kid and getting a house and moving for a job. And I, we needed more stability. So we are pushing for an older demographic. And I think with that, we do have to tone some things down. That sound bite never makes it to the final <laughs> cut. It's literally just for us. Just to get Tony Robbins up. has the firewalk. Jim uh, World has the eardrum uh, uh, blast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Gym World Worldwide. My name is Mateo Lopez. I'm here, as always, with my business partner and my neighbor, John Edward Franklin. And we are joined with a very special guest, the strength and conditioning king of Long Island, uh, Mike <laughs> Baranis. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, you can say it like that. that. Before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just be dad, wrong. You can say it like that. <laughs> I don't know. I always let people say it. However, I don't even know how it's really said. My dad always corrects people and says Baranus, and I'm like, I don't. I don't. The A is in oh. there, so Baranus makes Baranosaurus Rex. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. And uh, I'm really excited to have our guest on today. We're going to talk about, I think, a lot of things. Hopefully, we're going to talk about. Um, marketing. We're going to talk about events. We're going to talk about how to increase your ARM. We're going to talk about um, branding. Uh, but before we get into all that, I just wanted to ask you, Mike, really quick, because um, you sound like you're from Santa Cruz. You look like you live in Bushwick. Are you the coolest person in Long on Long Island? Like, are no. you? No? You no, sure? There are many people cooler than I. I appreciate that. Really? Wow, because yeah. you seem to me to just be like probably the coolest, uh, the coolest guy on the block out there. So, I watched your podcast. I watched your podcast with um, Keeler, the BFU podcast, and then I went and did some research on Instagram. Yeah. And, and, and you're much thicker uh, yeah. through the lens when you're not wearing the pump cover. You know, you're definitely a lot more. Um, <laughs> Yoked and tatted and, and again, thick that, than, that, than that picture, Zoom would let on. I feel like you might be the coolest person out there on the island. Just saying. I try so fucking hard, so thank you. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> just getting, you know, the mustache comes through nicely, but it's just the forearm pump. Uh, you know, Do people watch this? It. Is this like, is this just for our eyes right now or is this mainly audio? It, it's, a mix. Some, it's a mix. Yeah, there's definitely people who watch the YouTube. I wish more I've, people would. Cause I've heard I've heard it, but I haven't. I've, I've never known that you could watch it. Now I'm, you're, you're missing out. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have you're missing the real deal. Yeah, there it is. Look at that. Look yeah. at that, folks. Yeah, how many tats do you have? Are you fully? Is the goal to be fully covered? I think that's yes. what the the fitness yeah. industry wants to know. Yeah, whole body. Okay. And now that, um, yeah, when you own your own business, it, nothing matters. You could be fully tatted, and nobody, everybody still judges. But yeah, I want to be fully tatted. That's the goal. Okay, that's why so, I own a business. Board. That's it. So we did some internet sleuthing. That's how we know about all the best photos on Instagram. But for those of uh, the listeners and the viewers. Who don't know, Mike? Tell us a little about 
yourself and uh, and your gym. All right. My name is Mike. Uh, I'm from Long Island, New York. Uh, I own, I co-own and I founded Stoked Athletics, which is a small group personal training gym on Long Island. We run like a six to one ratio, uh, individualized programming. Um, I'm a father of one and soon to be two and a husband to a wonderful woman named Chelsea. Uh, and I, uh, I don't know. That's really it. <laughs> I like to work out. And before we get into some of the other stuff, I think that you, you reminded me of something. So you say you're a co-owner, but this is a new thing, right? How did this uh, new partnership come to be? Because this wasn't always the case, right? Relatively. Yeah. I started on my own kind of. So before we were recording, I talked about working at the Knox Equinox uh, and I started stoked just as like a side gig so I could steal clients and, you know, get paid and all that stuff. And then it kind of grew into my own thing. And then once I made the step from like renting space from a CrossFit to actually having a brick and mortar, one of my clients invested as a co-owner and she's our CFO. She's an accountant. And she was already like, you know, we were bartering for uh, her doing my books for training for a while. And then once I went into it, she put some money down. And then two years ago, holy shit, three years ago now, um, my other partner, Gaspar, came into the mix. And he, uh, he was starting his own gym and was like mentoring under me, like just asking me questions. And then I was like, why don't you just take that money and put it into this gym? And then you already got clients, pretty simple. And he went in on that. So I have two co-owners. They're both awesome. And uh, I'm the full-time guy. And then they also have their own jobs and then work on this on the side. And you kind of combine forces, right? Because you, 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 he had a book of clients already. You had your own, obviously, client base. And you're just like, instead of competing, why not just. Yeah. And it's funny because like we, we knew of each other because actually he worked at the same Equinox after I worked there, but he's also a kid I went to high school with cousin. So like we had been on this like wine tour bus thing together, like, and we were talking about it and that's how we started mentoring. Uh, so like a lot of our friends were split between training with me and training with him. So it's like our friend group was just like, ah, let's all just get a lift in together one day. And then when we did that, I was like, why don't you just fucking do this instead, dude? It makes so much more sense. And he was like, it does. Does uh, the stoked in your name come from your skateboarding background? I see. Is this your backyard? Do you have a do you have a half pipe? Oh, in your, that, or? Yeah, that was my last. house. So that was our first house. Uh, then we had to get a bigger one because we had a kid and. Yeah, needed a bigger, to, uh, a, a bigger ramp no, so that you and the kid can me. skate on it. She would kill me if I got another one. She was very, this was, this was a, a point of contention for a bit. I was just like, I'm getting a mini ramp and I'm putting it in the backyard. Uh, but yeah, I guess it comes from that. I think uh, growing up skateboarding definitely has an influence on me today and the gym. Uh, but as we'll talk about, uh, the rebrand is going to happen this year. So it might not be as influential in it, but I think still a part of it. Yeah, I want to get into that a little a little more. But before we do, I guess, how did you get into uh, training and how did you get into uh, then wanting to make this a, a career? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, so I went to school for history. I was going to be a teacher and then I decided not to do that. And then I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I was kind of going in the path of like, law. So I don't know. I got my, my, my work done by junior year, but I needed credits. And at that time, I, that's when I really started working out. So one of the classes I could take was personal training and a couple of my fraternity brothers were taking it too. So I was like, let's just do this for fun and just work out together. And I fell in love with it. So I ended up my second semester, senior year, like interning at three different places, being the, um, 
assistant te- or teacher assistant for one of the classes and just like really diving in. And then once I graduated, I got a job at Equinox and I kind of told my parents like, you know, I don't know if I'll make any money, but I want to try this for at least a year. And it was dog shit. I'm, I was, te- I could curse here, right? This is, yeah. Yes. Right? You got the side behind you says punch it in the dick. So I think I'm safe for that. Yeah. Um, yeah you're okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was terrible. I was really bad at selling. I didn't know what I was doing. So I didn't make a lot of money, but I just kept it with it. I fell in love with just like helping people that way. Um, and I was just into working out. So it made sense to me. I was like, this is the easiest thing ever. I could just wear sweats all day and train people. And then throughout my time, I was at Equinox for like a year and a half, then went to a sports performance gym. And uh, I'm just a terrible employee. So like, you know, I hated thinking like it would just keep me up at night. Like I, you know, this, and this is fully just ego. I was like, I can do this so much better than they can do it. Uh, you know, every decision they're making, I'm hating. And I just felt like it wasn't my own spin on things and the people that I wanted to help and how I wanted pr- to present training and fitness and nutrition. I felt like it was, you know, I don't know how well you guys are versed in like the Equinox mentality, but it's, you know, a little too bougie for me. It's a little too much on, you know, I think fat shaming almost like things like that. I never clicked with. So I was like, I need a place that like speaks to me, speaks to the people I want to work with. So it just made sense. Like, you know, I was young enough. I was like 23, might as well just do it. And if it fails, it fails. So it didn't, that's good. And here we are today. And uh, who are those people that you wanted to serve and still want to serve? So I think at my time at Equinox, what was most apparent to me is that people don't have access to great strength training and nutrition help unless they're paying so much money. And I was, char- you know, at Equinox, I was charging $150 a session. And that's on, for anybody that doesn't know, North Shore versus South Shore, Long Island. That was on the North Shore and I'm from the South Shore. I'm like, none of my friends can afford this. Like, no, even their parents can't afford this. Like, this is ridiculous. So I just knew I wanted to kind of like bring good training, good nutrition help to uh, people who might not be able to afford Equinox prices or who it, the only thing they could afford might be, you know, large group boot camp classes that I didn't necessarily agree with and that I felt like they were going to get hurt at. So the average person that we're really serving is, you know, 35 to 55, uh, just everyday person wants to be able to have capabilities and, and get in a little better shape. And, and I think with the small group personal training method that we have, it makes it more affordable for them. So that's where I was able to find like a, a place that I felt comfortable with, with training people. And what do you charge? I know you said you were doing like six on one private program, but I don't think we went over the, the pricing. It works out to just a, a little more than maybe like $30 per session. So like we charge every four weeks for three days a week. If you're committed to a year, it's like three thirty two. So that that sweet spot in between large group and, and private, basically. Yeah, exactly. And uh, how many clients do you like? What What is your gym cap out at and where are you now? So we're we're just about at like we were. The last couple of months, we've just been hovering between like 120 and 130. Our goal is to just get to 150 by the end of the year. Where we're at is pretty solid in terms of numbers, like profitability. So, you know, I'm always of the growth mindset, but I have to remind myself, like, you know, there's other things to work on right now. Like we're not losing money. So uh, if we could get to 150, I know we'll be in a really sweet spot. Because you're at that point where every incremental member just kind of slides right down to the bottom line. Uh, what does that mean? I'm sorry. So like those extra 30 members would be mostly profit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you know, you got to open another class, maybe pay another coach for an hour, but yeah. And 
tell me if you can about, I know recently you changed a few things. You started offering a higher ticket package and that really changed some things for you at the gym. Uh, what's this new, the new pricing for the, this new ticket, a high ticket, uh, service. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, a typical maybe is like 332 every four weeks. This one is 700 every four weeks and it's a 12 week program because we never really had anything that really like charged for nutrition coaching and other habit coaching it was just training. And then through conversation, hopefully you get better at nutrition, which works for some people, but not most people. So, uh, I finally basically, uh, uh, I don't want to use too vulgar language, but you know, I, I, I was like, all right, dude, time to do it. Like you got to be able to charge more money. Uh, so we push this 12 week package now and 700 every four weeks. And it's, I did not think as many people would do it that are doing it. And it's been like an eye opening, holy shit moment of like, you could have been doing this so much longer, you dumb motherfucker. And <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's cool because I'm actually like, you know, really up the results people are getting are awesome because I actually I'm taking the time to coach them on their nutrition and other habits. And then again, for the bottom line of the business, you know, our, our ARM went up a hundred dollars per person, which is sick. You're saying it went from like three fifty to four fifty. Yeah. Essentially where, you know, like the, you know, small percentage of people doing this 12 week one is boosting our average member up by our average, uh, uh revenue per member up. And it's, uh, you know, you don't have to get as many people, which is cool. So that's like a 40 to f like 40 K a month, almost over 50 K a month swing there. If I'm doing, if I'm doing math, right. In terms of total that we're getting. Yeah. Top, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Gross. Yeah. So that's, that's basically, uh, <laughs> that's 10 grand. That's a 10 grand swing, right. A, yeah. Of high profit revenue. Yeah. Is that math on the top of me. your head? Uh, no, not that. Like I have a calculator, but, uh, oh, damn, I was really impressed for a second. I was like, how do you know that? I, I can, I can, I, yeah, I wouldn't be too far off, but, uh, you know, I don't like to do public math on the show. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You don't want to get caught up. And I guess, how did you have to change your approach to sales? How did you have to like get, like, cause I know when we, when we started uh, to kind of switch to a higher ticket front end offer for new members, it was like a tough kind of like mental hurdle to jump over that first time you're doing it. You're like, there's no way, like cause you need sales is confidence. And if you don't have a lot of confidence that someone's going to pay for this expensive thing, it can be tough, especially those first couple of times. Like, how did you get over that hump? What were some of the lessons learned? Um, and how did you, if at all, have to change your sales process? Yeah, I'll, I'll start by saying this. I got so lucky, like the first three times I pitched it, everybody bought. And I was like, damn, this go. is so easy. There and then a lot, a lot less people bought it after that. Uh, but uh, so a couple things I think we changed was number one, how I'm pitching it is I'm not I'm not suggesting if I truly don't believe that like they need it. Right. Like that's number one. I'm not just going to try to sell somebody on it. Like I, I try to really listen to them during the consult. Keeler talks about peeling the onion and figuring out like, what are this person's problems? Where are they at in life? You know, and through that, I can see like, okay, can number one, like, are they able to afford this? Because if not, like, I don't want to make them feel bad by being like, you, you need to do this or you're fucked buddy. Um, so like just listening to them and making sure like, okay, is this something that's in the realm of possibility? Is this something they actually need? If somebody's crushing their nutrition and they tell me like, dude, I track macros all the time. If I need to like drop a few pounds, it's not a problem for me. If I want to gain, it's not a problem. Then I'm like, all right, you probably don't need this either. But then for the people who I do find do need it and that I feel like they can 
afford it. It's really just a conversation of showing them the different options. And one thing I changed with showing the options is I used to have that like cheesecake factory type menu of like, so here's my two day, two day a week, three month commitment and 12 month commitment. Here's my three day a week, uh, three month, like all of them. And what I did was I just cut it down to here's our three day a week, 12 month regular training commitment. Here's our high ticket offer. You know, between those two, which seems the best path for you, my recommendation is X, Y, Z. And then if they need, for some reason, the long commitment or the days a week doesn't line up, I could always pull out the other options. But just kind of giving them the two options, being like, here's what I suggest, has changed it because now it's either you need this one with all the nutrition and you're down to pay that much, or if you can't or you don't need it, this one is great for you. And when you look at the two together, the three day a week option, although that used to be the more expensive one now seems like the cheaper option and people feel way more comfortable saying yes to it. Sick. It's that AB <laughs> offer. It's just here. Let me hear it. Which one would you like? Which would you prefer? Yeah. There you go. Done. Your name, uh, stoked athletics, right? Those, sorry. Yeah. And so, uh, we were talking about branding. We ran, we ran a gym that, um, had a reputation of being a, a little fratty, um, that, that we embraced into it. And, you know, that would, that would get us into trouble sometimes. And, and, um, even with, even with Kilo, our, our more professional next business, we, we tend to get ourselves in a little bit of trouble from things we say and, and maybe little pranks we pull on the industry. Um, you know, you, you inject a lot of personality into your social media, um, how are you thinking about it? Right. Cause everybody, like I know guys like, uh, Mark Fisher and Keeler, they're tending, they're, they're toning, they're toning the personality down a little bit. How are you thinking about it? Especially now that you're selling these like, you know, fancy $700 packages. Um, uh, that's a good question. I think I am funny enough. I, I do believe we're on the path of toning it down as well. Uh, however, I don't know if it's toning it down or sharpening it up. Like, Am I just going to become more focused? Because right now, you know, I think the brand, I want people to look at the, the the gym and be like, oh, these are people that are going to train me. Not this is a company that I go to and they're going to have a salesperson and yada, yada, yada. I want them to see us and be like, oh, I can hang out with these people. I could grab a beer with this person. So like, I, I still want to present that. Um, we are going to be rebranding in April. We're going to be going through a process uh, with a consultant to, just again, sharpen the brand because I do believe in the same fashion that like it's super fratty right now. It's super bro. It's, it's almost a little too, uh, skater surfer, whatever, like the, the adjective we want to use there, but it's, it's something that I think we are moving up in the demographic that we are targeting. And I've learned over the years that, you know, my 25 year old to 35 year old friends necessarily aren't the best clients. And they are people who might not be able to afford as much, or they might have too much going on in their life with having a a kid and getting a house and moving for a job. And we needed more stability. So we are pushing for an older demographic. And I think with that, we do have to tone some things down. Uh, But I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see where that takes us, because I think it's not necessarily toning down the personality. It just might be turning the noise down and and beaming the focus at like, who's the person and how do we got to speak to that person and how can we do that in the most succinct way? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a delicate dance because I think that is where the magic is too, right? Like, I think uh, maybe you said it in, in Philly or something. You have like the skateboard award. Or you have something where you like member of the month or oh, someone's name. we have name. a wall, the weekly yeah. rat alert. And it's like anything cool that happens on that day. Each day has a different skateboard that's painted in chalkboard paint. And you just write down what happened and then we shout it out on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, that's the stuff that makes it unique. That's the stuff that's that gets people coming back, you know? And speaking of the the skate, the frat, the vibes, um, and also trying to make money, we've talked a lot about on the show about making money through through marketing, through organic content creation. You know, uh, curating an awesome Instagram feed, putting out content, uh, and then you know following up with people who interact with it. We've talked to people making money through paid ads. Um, you know, running ads towards the front end offer and then just calling them nonstop until they come in. And we've talked to people who do like the sell by chat method. You have like a private Facebook group, you give away knowledge, you DM the people, you sell them that way. We haven't talked to a ton of people who are doing a good chunk of their lead generation through in-person events. So I want to talk to you, particularly one of the more uh, like um, the bigger events you've thrown in the past. I saw one podcast, you got 250 leads from one event Talk us uh, through that event and then maybe how you uh, think about events um, in your overall marketing strategy. Yeah. So the event you're referencing is we, we did put it on hiatus and I'll, I'll explain, but it was called the point. Oh God. The entire name was 0.5K. I'm going to fuck it up. 0.5K, very fun run, blood cancer awareness pro-am for people who hate running but love beer. And it was we did it like two years in a row and it was basically like a lap around the brewery as a 0.5 K. We didn't even measure it. I don't know if it was really 0.5, but it's a lap around the brewery and then you drink for three hours and it's a party. It's, we get a, a funk band to play. We got games, we got raffles, we got all these sponsors. We got like the fucking, you hit the hammer on the thing that hits the bell. What is that? Uh, you know, the carnival games, uh, you just throw a rager and uh, you get people there and we do it for charity. So my father-in-law is in remission with leukemia and he's a, a big uh, proponent of the the LLS. So he's, a, I don't know if he's still on the board, but I know he's done a lot of work with them. And so we just raise money for his team and it's just like, why not do this? It's a, it's a good time. It's for a good cause. And people want to do silly shit like that. So uh, that event is always killer and you just sell tickets and People sign up and they don't, they might not know you. And through that you're getting leads. And the way I look at it is I just want to at least break even and break even marketing through events, I think is like one of the best things. Cause it's like, if you could put on a good time, get people in the door, have them experience your brand in some capacity, whether it's like you're selling them at that event, which we don't, we're just having an event that like they're having fun at and then following up through natural ways they're following us on instagram now they're on our email list you know they're getting offers i think it's one of the best ways to do it uh we are changing it though to just a regular 5k at a brewery now which is kind of tight because we're like shutting down the little village and getting like permits and running around there but a lot of people were signing up to the 0.5k thinking it was a 5k and it, it so was you like had a, people with like ready to go like yeah, tank like tops or, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a small <laughs> amount because we tried our best to like on all the posters, it showed the, the map of just around the brewery. And, you know, we started spelling out after the first year, we started spelling out point 5K. So people right, missed right. the decimal, like, like little shit like that. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just do a 5K and just experiment, see what happens. If it, if it works out better, it does. If not, we go back to the point 5K. So these are definitely like intense productions, right? How do you, how do you get one of these events off the ground? 
Yeah. In the past, what we've, and I'll, I'll explain what we're doing now. In the past, I hired an event planning company and it cost a chunk of change. It was like their fee was like $11,000, but they took care of everything. Um, however, it caused a lot of stress for me for the ticket sales to really have to like push because I'll, again, I want to break even. I don't want to be out $11,000 to get 250 leads. That would not be good. And then we still have to donate to the, <laughs> the charity. So I at least want to make enough that we have a sizable, a couple thousand dollars donation and that we're not losing money. Um, so using an event planning company was definitely helpful this time around. It's because I joined a run club that's at a brewery. The guy who runs the run club is going to help me run the event. And since he hosts runs, it's going to be so much easier because he's just going to take care of all that side. I'm taking care of getting sponsors and then ticket sales will kind of happen because he has this run club now that has 500 members. So most of them are going to sign up for the 5k. And then, you know, we're just going to do our typical Instagram post, social media, asking the sponsors to post, get people in the door that way. How do you find, like, how do you reach out to us? Like, what's the first step to reaching out to a sponsor? If you want to do like a smaller event, but you want a couple sponsors involved, like, especially so you can get them to post, you can post whatever, um, you know, because people talk about events and joint ventures, but how do you actually make these connections? How do you approach a business? Uh, what's your process? So number one is get a sponsored deck together, like an actual, like, you know, little PDF of like what sponsorships are available. Cause I think that's like, I've talked to people before and they're just like telling people different things. And I'm like, you gotta make it easy. So it's like, here's our three categories of sponsorships. Here's what you get, which with each one. Um, so like, for instance, we're doing $250 sponsorship just to like help out basically a donation in your name, yada, yada, $500 sponsorship. Uh, you get more shout outs, you get on the shirt, you get on all the branding, you get on the website, you get a shout out on social media, a thousand dollar sponsorship. You're getting a table at the event. You're also getting an, what we call an activation. So say that hammer strike, that's what it's called. When you bang the hammer, it goes up, hits the bell. You get the hammer strike at your station. So then people come over to you, you know, like little shit like that. So being able to sell the sponsorship, the first step for us is going to our clients who own businesses. Cause most of the time they're the first ones that are like, even asking us before we even announce it. So it's like you go to them and most people, if you're doing just a small event, you could probably cover costs just from a couple of your clients have businesses. It's a write off for them anyway. You know, they're down to help out. After that, I think the next like outer circle is your joint venture businesses. Who are the people that you do things with anyway? So, you know, we have our local taco shop. We have our local uh, bike shop, like all these companies that, you know, I go to personally and then I try to, do things throughout the year with them anyway, whether it's, you know, just send people their way and refer them that way and make sure that they know you're coming from stoked, uh, putting, you know, having their, uh, information brochures in our gym, doing little Instagram raffles with them. You go to them and you just pitch them the same thing. Like, Hey, we're doing this event. We'd love to have you there. Here's the options. What do you think you could do? Uh, and then after that is, you know, the, the cold calling and the, and walk, walk the beat, you know, go up and down the street of the brewery that it's going to be at be like, Hey, we're doing this event here. You guys want in on the sponsorship. Here's what we have to offer. And if not, can you at least give us an in-kind donation for the raffle? So I think those are the three layers. What does the, uh, taco bike strength gym joint venture look like? Oh, sick. So, uh, we've done some crazy ones. The bike one, uh, that's my buddy, Mike. It's vicious cycle in West Islip. If anybody's local, go to vicious cycle in West Islip. Uh, we've done one where he even just like put up a bike to give away like a sick, like $4,000 bike. And we covered like, I think he was just like, yeah, just, you know, give me like 200 bucks for whatever, you know? And I was like done. And it was just like an Instagram raffle. Like 
you know, here's a post, follow both accounts, tag three friends, uh, you know, share it on your story for an extra thing. Easy. People love a bike. Why not? Um, the taco shop one, Swell Taco, Babylon, go there. Uh, one of the ones we do with them is every summer. We do what we call the summer of uh, the summer of stoked. And it's the simplest thing. It is I buy a hundred dollar gift card, which a taco is like two to three dollars. And it works out that like for 12 weeks of two tacos a week, it's like around a hundred dollars. Do that math. That probably doesn't add up. Maybe three tacos a week, whatever it is. Uh, it basically works out to like, I say you get tacos for every week for the summer. You know, you get three months of training at Stoked for free. And it's the same thing. Instagram post, follow both accounts like this, yada, yada, yada. And that one will get like the past one we did. We had like 400 followers just from that. And it's like, it cost me a hundred dollars on a gift card. And then like one person gets three free months. And it's like, I don't even care about that because the amount of leads we got from that was insane. And I'm going in and I'm messaging every new follower anyway. We're just like, Hey, like, how'd you hear about us? Any interest, any questions, yada, yada, yada. So I, I think like little things like that work so well and they don't have to be expensive at all. Just, that's definitely something I'm learning from uh, doing this show and interviewing people. It's like, you know, when we used to run the gyms, all we really like a lot of our marketing was just like we were doing Facebook ads. Someone opted in for our six week challenge or for whatever the offer was. And then, you know, you hammer, you text them, you call them nonstop. But like a new follower on your Instagram is basically the same as an opt-in and you can DM them the same way you would text someone. And so doing something like what you just described a hundred bucks, you know, 50 new followers is, you know, two bucks a lead right there that you can just DM. 400. And start the, uh, 400. Yeah. Oh, 400. Well, there yeah. you go. Even better. 400. Done. I will yeah, say, so then, you know, a lot of that quarter, 50 a quarter cents a lead, a quarter, quarter lead. lead. Yeah, there you go. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, no calculator on that one. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why I, I just do it. Uh, you know, I have no fear. I just fear, took a, right? I just took a big the, risk. I'll do the public math. Yeah. I got no fear. <laughs> and look, some people might unfollow after a raffle. It, it happens. I do that shit all oh, the time, yeah, you sure. know, but yeah. like at the end of the but day, that's when you go still, in the DMS and say, you know, what the fuck? fuck you, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? What's wrong this with is you? uncool, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's stuff like that that I think, you know, because I talk to business owners all the time too. And it's just like everybody's immediately, and I do paid marketing, don't get me wrong. But it, it seems like that's the first line of defense. And like it took us four years, I think, to start doing Instagram and Facebook ads. You know, I don't think it needs to be like the biggest thing. I think get in front of people because that's what your business is. You're still doing like a couple grand a month on there. That was, I heard that was what you were doing. Uh, yeah, it basically works out to like two thousand a month for for paid. And what are you getting leads for? Uh, I think it's like eleven to fourteen dollars a lead. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. A lot of them are tire kickers. I'll say, you know, like most online leads, but you just go through your process. Are you what's your what's your carrot that you're dangling? Is it like a challenge or a free something? What's your the 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 twelve week program is what we that's the only thing we post about. And like the way we word, it's a little different sometimes. Like it might be, you know, a twelve week transformation program or twelve week strength program for ladies, um, and you know, just play around with the different things because at the end of the day, it's all the same program. It's just how you present it to them might speak to them better, and then it's like, all right, let's do it. Yes, we we know it well. We know that 12 week, that 90 day, that 42, yeah, that six week, 21 we're day. We're still looking for 10 local area women. Still yeah, looking. always. <laughs> always. 
just takes a while to fill that up. You know? How do you guys feel about that stuff? Because to me, I feel like I'm selling my soul a little bit when I like do that. But at the same time, it's like, it sucks because it works. And at the end of the day, if it gets somebody in your door and you get to help them, you know, it, it's, I, I don't know. I always feel like, I mean, yeah, 10 local people, but also I'll take 20, you know? I, the biggest, the biggest thing or, or the biggest mistake that a lot of gym owners make when they um, start advertising or, or have to do be quote unquote more salesy, right? Like, cause if you, you have like uh, a gym, an ideological gym owner who's out to change the world and there's some type of mental barrier where like price and changing the world are, are a conflict, which there absolutely shouldn't be right. Like they're being, making money and making an impact are not enemies of each other. Like it, it, as you probably know now, but a lot of times they'll be like, okay, Mike, here's the playbook. Here's exactly what works. And if you do it, uh, you will make money. And instead of being like, okay, let me just do this thing. Uh, a lot of gym owners will like change up four or five different variables to make it seem more special or less salesy or whatever the perception is. And, um, and then get upset that it doesn't work. And it's like, well, Mike, if I, I don't know anything about developing nice, thick forearms, right? And if you wrote me a program on how to develop nice, thick forearms, and I changed out four or five of the exercises and the rep ranges to change a little bit, like I would imagine the result wouldn't be as good as if I just did what you told me, right? And that doesn't mean like you can't inject personality, right? So just today I was looking through some of Mark's old stuff. So he did like a, a lead magnet back in the day that was called like the seven habits of highly sexy motherfuckers. And that was like, to this day, still one of the best lead magnets. And, and the seven things are like, you should sleep and lift weights and eat what, you know, there's nothing revolutionary in there. Um, but he just made it, he just injected a little bit of his branding in there. Like the first email in the sequence was like, you're looking hotter already. And <laughs> instead of just being like, thanks for opting in for the lead magnet, you know? And, and so there are things you can do to the challenge. There are different variations you can test to see what they pull better. But you, you know, you, you know, you want a six week thing or a 12 week thing. You know, you want to have the word transformation in there. You know, that like some urgency thing and, and like, uh, targeting women 35 to 55 those things just they, they work right and if you talk to if you talk to guys like us or you talk to like we had kale from gym launch uh you know people who spend millions of dollars on the platform and oversee millions of dollars of gym ad spend like everyone will like we'll all say the same thing which is which is um we would love it if some other magical campaign that we are testing outperformed this, right? Cause we've just been doing this for so long and it, it's so boring staring at the same campaign, but like it wins, it wins, it wins, it wins, it wins. And it's been winning for 10 years. And so, uh, yes, if we could crack the code and develop some non challenge based campaign that pulls better than that in every market, um, we'd probably cancel the show because we'd be making so much money from that. Um, <laughs> You know, that that would be the thing. Uh, but the reality is um, <laughs> the reason everybody does it, the reason it's been around so long, it's, it's it works. It is literally the best thing. Like you look at a company like Zumba, for example, which, you know, it's nine figure business can make any landing page, can make any challenge, has uh, like relationships in the music business with people like Pitbull. And like, what is what is their what is their like offer? 
their offer is literally called the six week challenge. Like, you know, and, and these are, they have like a, some of the most sophisticated investors on their board. They come from like a digitally native background. Like they were like big during the infomercial era. They're marketing heavy. Like there's a reason they do the same thing we do is <laughs> because it literally works. It's a great way. Thank you for talking me off that ledge. No, but I, I, I get what you're saying. Like I, and you know, it's especially for people who don't love the like before and aspect after uh, before and at before and after aspect of that kind of, uh, you know, campaign, right. The transfer, but you know, I guess the way it can be like, it doesn't, your before and after your transformation can be your unique thing. Right. Um, it can be, you know, I don't know if you're, if you're really sad right now, join my 12 week transformation challenge and you'll transform into being happier or whatever. Like, you know, if your thing is about vibes, you could try it, but it's still inherent in that is a before and after, right? There's something that there is a problem that you're trying to solve for your, your audience and your niche. Right. And for us in fitness, most of the time it's with their body um, or with their, yeah, it, that's really what it is most of the time. So that's what ends up happening. Um, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It was tough for us. It was tough for me at least. And I'm sure talking to so many like gym owners and like, you know, helping them with it. Is that a conversation you tend to have a lot with them? Yeah. 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 Coaching marketing is, is more therapy than probably, uh, <laughs> you know, a therapist does Yeah, like it's, the, any marketing and sales to, to the gym crowd, especially like, um, you know, people who are still trying to get their footing and, and uh, new business owners. Um, there's definitely, it's just mindset. Mm -hmm. Like so much of it is just breaking down these, these limiting beliefs that make it really hard to run a successful business. You know, it's like, um, but, um, you know, we didn't choose that life. That life chose us. And so, oh <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Every every week, we'll talk about the six week challenge every week uh, for the next somehow years. find its way. Back somehow into somehow, that. you did you know? Tell you rank on the on page one of Google for before and after Facebook ads. It's a video what? you created five years ago. Yeah, you're on page one. Really, you're one of the you're one of the most uh, the the YouTube algorithm thinks that your explanation of before and after images is the most helpful of any that have been created in history. It's That's also like awesome. the old. It's also the insane. oldest standing video on page one. So um, wow. Uh, well, so has anybody you told you they're my, proud of you today? If you want to <laughs> learn about my SEO secrets and how to rank number one on Google for search terms. Go to usekilo.com and book a sales call today <laughs> and you can learn all about my tips and tricks on how to get number one. If that's, you are struggling to get somewhere on the page, that's your before. We can transform you in 12 weeks into your after. And that is you'll be on Google just like me. And I know because I've done it before. <laughs> Amazing. Mike, you're you're a published author. I don't I don't know if we've told people about that. Um yeah. So, you know, tell us what it was like publishing this book. Oh, that is a great book. Yeah. How I Made $100,000. Uh, how I Made... <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> it, oh, dude, this is sick. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Teo, Teo's seeing it for the first time, so maybe Teo Bro. can explain it through his eyes. Yeah. How I Made 100000 Oh, no, you just said to him to do it. Yeah. 
Tell me what you so see. So what there. I'm what I'm seeing here, just for the for the for the audio only people, I'm seeing a, a, a screenshot or an Instagram post from Mike. It's an Amazon. It's a screenshot of an Amazon kind of purchase uh, page for a book. How I made one hundred thousand dollars <laughs> as a fitness industry consultant. Um, it's paperback, uh, and it's a hundred thousand dollars to purchase this book. There's only one left in stock, so you should <laughs> yeah. order soon. Yeah, it has. Four out of five stars with thirty-four reviews. <laughs> Can't win. Um, this is a uh, this is incredible. Um, Those were the tire kickers. Those were the promo people. Yeah. Can I purchase? Is this somewhere to purchase? Is no, this real? No, I just, make this I just made it on Canva. <laughs> okay, because I don't know, man. Just for the because you're I was making ready a mistake. Because yeah. yeah. you never know who's out it. there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that was a rip off of uh, somebody else. I'll just be honest. You guys listen to Wolfpack by any chance? No, no. I don't then never mind. Is. I made that up myself. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, another media post I want to ask ask about. I want to know about um, the anabolic effects of this meal right here. Oh hell yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that's an uncrustable. Can you, can you dictate? Can, oh, oh yeah, you should you should explain this one because you know yeah, this yeah. is this is it's, your meal prep. Yeah, yeah. Well, so actually, that's a different person texting me their meal. But oh, I guess I do say in that text, I'm having the exact meal. Yeah, it's, I've uh, seen you <laughs> post this. I, I've seen you post this meal as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat a lot of uncrustables, protein shakes, and zins. So the picture is actually one of my coaches texted me that, and it's a 42 gram protein shake, core power, vanilla peanut butter and jelly, uncrustable, and a six milligram. He goes spearmint zin. I like wintergreen. Um, I think the world is a better place when everybody's addicted to nicotine. You just have something to look forward to to fulfill you for the next hour. Uh, and then when you're done with it, you could think about the next one. That's going to be probably another hour away. So I'm on the zin hype. I am. And I so love them. It's like setting, it's like goal setting, right? It's a, you think it, it helps people set goals. So it's like, I'll finish this one. And I'll wait an hour till the next one. Yeah. And it's like, what can I do with my worthless life until I get that next sweet hit of nicotine? That, that food well, combination you, though, yeah. I got to say is solid. It's like 500 gra- uh, 500 calories around 50 grams protein, which a, a 10 to 100 ratio is what I look for with my meals. No, the macros 10 to 100, check out. So, 10, 10 grams, grams of protein for every 100 calories. Yeah, if you're eating 2,000 calories, 200 grams protein, pretty solid. Yeah, the math checks out. I, I, I guess, you know, we encourage all of our gym owners that we work with to talk to. You have to put your packages on auto renew. You got to make sure people are on a subscription. And so this is just goal setting on auto renew is what yeah. you're saying. This yeah. is goal setting on auto pay. It's just a recurring mental space to be in just to to succeed so it sounds like to yeah. be better are to you do guys better. do you guys use any nicotine products any zins i mean we're new we're new converts we're playing around with it for sure um john and i tried well so i, we, I we didn't know they came in strengths that was yeah the issue. i was introduced to it actually in tarrytown um by another uh I won't out this person, but another close BFU uh, person, um, uh, business for unicorns person, uh, introduced me to it. It was delightful. Um, I loved it. Um, and then John and I tried one. And again, as he said, 
um, we didn't know it came in strengths. I thought they were all standard. We probably took the highest dose possible. Right? It was a six. It was, it was the one in the picture. It was the exact one. Oh, in the it was picture. a six. It was a, it, okay. Yeah. So it was a we're just a novices. Got a little head rush. I mean, that is the highest one. Uh, Tail's well, legs buckled and then he left. Oh, I had to he, go to the floor. Yeah. There are I went to some other companies out there pushing the limits. If I may, there's a, a nine milligram and a 15 milligram. Oh my God. Yeah, you can get some insane. I didn't. I I didn't realize uh, if you're American, everybody orders them uh, from Sweden, and yes. so you get. That's how you get the. You can get the like the the berry flavors and and, and the strong strengths. And so, um, I don't know. It, it seems like uh, you know we we go to a couple other groups. So we tend to we attend a lot of two brand events and the BFU ones, and and it it has made it deep into the into the culture of BFU, and it, it's still so early, guys. It's still so early because we you know you just you just don't see it at other events yet. So um, you know, uh, I gotta say, if you want to talk marketing, how often do you see a Zin commercial? Yeah, like, I mean, it's a date. Well, how often do you see a cocaine commercial? It's, it's, it's an addictive product. Like, <laughs> you got a good point. You, you want to talk marketing, just sell something that's highly addictive. What the fuck are we doing owning gyms? Um, so do you have a, a calendar for your events? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Do you schedule them out for the year when you are planning your, uh, your joint ventures and your, your yeah, point five this? Okay. And yeah. your brewery, your brewery bike rides. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do have to be professional and plan things. Um, we basically plan out all the big ones a year in advance. And then every quarter we map out like what's the big event that month that we're pushing? What's the big promotion that month we're pushing? And then it's a lot of writing. We have that big wall calendar, which I suggest everybody gets because uh, I bought one one year and then I didn't use it. But I was like, oh, this, this is going to be the year. Every, go. Everybody's got one of these things. Oh, that's that the, thing. that's the, what's, who's that guy? Jesse. Uh, that's it, it. That's like the $50 one. Yeah. I, I'm assuming I, you can get like one for 20. That's not his. Yeah. I got the Amazon one. Uh, but we I'm just, just have just it in a sucker our, for Instagram ads. You know, it's I like, just, a, it's in my blood. I like that dude. He's got some good things going. Uh, but yeah, we plan that shit out, plan it out. We have an SOP, maybe. Thank you, BFU, for pushing me to make SOPs on what happens when we put an event on the calendar, what needs to happen next. And then you got to go through the spiel, plan it out, figure out, you know, who is it a joint venture? Is it this? Is it that? How are we letting clients know? How are we letting people know? And then you delegate the work. You make somebody else do it. So my favorite Jesse Itzler thing is his like whole Masogi thing. Do you, do you have one of those? No, but I want to, uh, that's on my list of one day I'll do it. That's yeah. Yeah. So I got the calendar and I'm like, I'm going to plan this Masogi. It's going to be sick. And it's fucking March and there's no Masogi on that. There, there's literally no Masogi on there. So uh, maybe we can talk through this. Maybe Teo can give us some coaching. Uh, Teo doesn't believe in self-help. Um, so I'll explain it to you, Teo. Uh, Jesse, Jesse Itzler is this guy. He's most notable to me because he married up. He married the founder of Spanx, which is an epic, yeah. epic, epic yeah. snag. He's also um, had a rap career. Don't forget that. He had a rap career. He made jingles. He made jingles for a professional sports team. That's how, that was his, uh, that was his first gig. Then he, then he started NetJets. And sold that to uh, Berkshire Hathaway, and then he did a coconut water company, and he sold that to Coke or Pepsi, one of those. Um, and now he's like really obsessed with pickles. That's his current thing. He wants to. He wants to. Uh, he says there's no 
real pickle brand. And so he's got this, this like, like most super rich people, he's got this very, you know, neurotic view of time and, and planning and whatever. And so his, he, he was a guy who unearthed David Goggins. That was uh that was one of his Masogis. That was one of So, so yeah, the Masogi is every year you should have one year defining thing that you do. So if someone says like 2015, it was like, Oh, that was the year of this 2016. It was, that was the year of that. And so like, uh, you're, you're, you're working around that and you, you, you build that first and it can be a professional thing or it can be a uh, personal thing, but like, you know, just some, some massive year defining thing. So you just aren't stagnant for, uh, you know, 10 years at a time. Okay, well, I would just get your Masogi done in January, so you have the rest of the year <laughs> to slack off. off. Yeah. yeah, I don't really. I would just do that if you're struggling with time management. Just get it done in January, and then. Well, why not get it done in December the year before and really? Oh, pre Masogi. Uh, that also works, but yeah, why like, are you guys like stressing a little harder? Yeah, <laughs> just fucking get it done, and then you're done for the year. I'm thinking about this now and I'm like, okay, because, you know, I get neurotic and I'm like, I want to do everything. I want to do all this shit. And then I'm like, oh, I'm still like a dad and like a husband and I got to put that first. And like, I'm having another kid this year. Does my wife's birth count as my Masogi? It's pretty life. That's pretty year defined. That's what that's what I did. I I had two kids in the last two years and I just wrote those off. I was like, yeah, the kids. Yeah, that counts because you can't do shit anyway. You're going to you're going to be stuck at home. As, yeah. Unless your Masogis like get ranked in Call of Duty or something or, you know, uh, started. I literally was playing right before. Not going to lie. Preparing. Getting, I do think the, the right. I do think the pickle thing is interesting because, you know, we are in the era of the smash burger, I think. And with all of those, you need some pickles. And it's basically like the guy who sells the shovels during the gold rush i think if you're getting in on the pickle the pickle game <laughs> i think that's where <laughs> i think that's where the money is made when there's the smashburger gold rush you don't want all that that's that's a lot more things involved but if you just sell the pickle you're the pickle guy there's no Heinz for pickles, man. There's no there's no defining brand. He's out there. He's thinking about that. He's it, it tortures him. But Vlasic is classic. That's the that's the one that comes to mind. Is that not like a huge pickle brand? I also think Heights has pickles. <laughs> I'm pretty the sure. fact that the fact that there's not consensus here already, you know, it, it, we're just confirming the opportunity here. This is a lot of a lot of pickle opportunity. Uh, Teo has a Masogi he uh, that he's working on right now. Um, yeah, I think I know where he's going with this. He's trying to he's trying to get. Uh, his boat, the Gator Dunn, uh, into the water for the first time since, uh, That's since 2021. My, can you talk about He's that name a, for a second? It's not my choosing. It was inherited. It was an inherited it, it name. Chose, it chose you. It chose yeah. you. It Gator Dunn? The Gator Dunn. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It has a gator on the side, too. Tight. Fun fact, it uh, belonged to John before it belonged to me. And before it belonged to John, it... You know, it Larry the cable guy, to <laughs> some guy who, who <laughs> like gators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of work getting put in, but we're making progress. We're chipping away, and um, maybe one day, one day soon, when you're trying to escape your newborn and uh, the New York winter, you can come down and take her for. A- Where are you? Uh, we're in Jupiter, Florida. Absolutely so, not. Never. Just three hours away. <laughs> 
Jupiter's a pretty sweet from spot. From Islip? It's easy, bro. They got flights from Islip? Direct. Oh, yeah. Direct. Oh, yeah. It's huge. I, I used to make is that it, flight and drive into New Jersey. Uh, Southwest. Uh, all right. Maybe. Just bad. come pick me up on the boat, dude. Yeah. Ooh. That's right. Ooh. That's I'm right. On a coast. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we've, we've gone down some winding roads here. Um, I think one more thing I wanted to, uh, to just touch back on really quick was, um, yeah, I want to know about all the wrestlers you, you, you train. Yeah, it's fun. It was, uh, I never wanted to be involved with wrestling cause my dad was, and it was like, uh, you know, one of those things you don't want to, nah, I don't know if everybody does, but I was like, I don't want to be like that. You know, I want my own thing. And uh, then I ended up training a lot of pro wrestlers. So I got one wrestler. I was in, I was in powerlifting. I was uh, training pretty hard for that. And I went to a powerlifting gym and there was a guy there who also powerlifted, but he was also a pro wrestler. So we would talk a lot. And then once I started stoked and I was in my own space, he was like, Hey, can you help me out with some powerlifting stuff? I was like, sure. So I'm helping him out with that. And then he's like, can you also help me out with wrestling stuff? And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, pro wrestling is basically this weird Avenue of like, uh, uh, sports performance and bodybuilding that's really it like you got to look really good and you got to perform pretty well without getting hurt so and I theater. Like, and and dude and it is literally a soap opera and my wife thinks it's the dumbest shit ever and I'm like you watch these bravo shows it's the same thing it's the same shit except they're beating the shit out of each other which is you know what you want to see anyway um and so i help him out he sees some great results he refers somebody and then it just snowballs to the point where now I work with like, I don't know if you guys are into the wrestling world at all, uh, but AEW is like the, you know, the big competitor with WWE. So I work with MJF who just held the championship, Chris Statlander, uh, Wheeler Yuta, you know, uh, anybody coming out of Long Island too, which funny enough, Long Island has like a sick wrestling scene. We're getting a lot of them. And now also, oh, I should mention Bear Bronson, my boy, one of the Iron Savages. And his fiance is one of our coaches and she just got into wrestling too. And now she's like making a name for herself, which is like the coolest shit ever. It's just like, I love gimmicks. I love doing something for a bit. And that's all wrestling is. You have this like funny ass gimmick and then you get in the ring. And every week she comes back from her weekend away of wrestling and she has a new black eye or her tooth was knocked out or some weird shit's broken. And it's just such a funky sport to be able to work with. That's fun. Do you guys watch at all? Do you, do you have any wrestling? Um, I am. I'm new. I'm new to the world. I, uh, I my um, I have a newer ish friend in my life, Joshy G. Josh Gallegos. He's uh, he does a lot of emceeing for. He's been on the show actually. He does a lot of emceeing for uh, for a lot of CrossFit events, and he's boys with Seth Rollins. They have a little company together. So that was an example of an episode where being a little fratty got us in, in a little bit of trouble. You know, the Joshy G appearance, you know, just but it wasn't Josh's fault. It was my fault. Had, What's the gossip? What's the scandal? Just some stuff. You, don't you say have it. to tune in to watch. <laughs> you have to tune Fuck. in, like, and subscribe. Uh, God damn it. Um, I knew there was a pitch. So I'm new. I'm new to the, uh, I'm new to the scene uh, is the end of the story there. Taylor went a little deep on the, on the project, on the, on the, on Bedros's project. And so, you know, there was, there was some, there was some backlash there, um, from the people. But I am like, not alone in this a lot. There are many people man camps. camps. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> anything. Oh, you were saying. early. You were definitely early to that trend. You were, you were a hundred percent early to that trend, but I am not alone now. <laughs> now we are many. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is Bader's um, Coolian. Is that who you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he has like a, a weekend at uh, he has a weekend, and I think you pay him like twenty thousand dollars. And Jesus um, fucking Christ! You go through like boot camp. You did so, this? like you get like you get like yelled at, and they you roll in sand and and you march and you. Oh, get it's like the cars playing the Navy Seals type of shit. That's exactly yes. what it is, Mike. That's exactly and, what it and is. And you've done this? No, I no? didn't do it. I just made fun of it. But oh, uh, yes. and you have every dude. All right, I don't want to get you guys in trouble. Part two is uh, part two. We'll have you back. We can just get into trouble. That'll just be the the point of the episode. No longer tips about marketing. We should just go do it and then talk about our experience and how much Great. better wow. how much better wow. we are. Wow. We would get in so much. I don't know if we'd make it. I don't know if I would not make it. I'd ring the bell. You'd ring the bell. He'd get out of there. (laughs) You'd go go and like the first thing he says, you're ah, dude, I can't do this. (laughs) Ring the bell. (laughs) And then you just dip. (laughs) That was tough. Mike, um, how do you find balance? How do you find balance being, first of all, a dude who loves to skate and hang out with the boys, also run a gym. Also run joint ventures, also make money, also have a newborn on the way with an existing child and wife. How do you how do you do it all, bro? Terribly. Um, literally, this is yeah. I mean, I was in therapy yesterday talking about this. I'm not good at it. I'm not. I wish I could be like, all right, here's the frame. Here's my three step framework for balancing. I mean, I try to adopt Mark Fisher's Time Ninja course. My schedule just I use a calendar. Big, big step for me was using a calendar, you know, six years ago. Um, and I just continually add to it and I don't have boundaries. And I, uh, I wish I had a good answer. I stress myself out about that. Here's my therapy. I stress myself out about it. And um, uh, I set really high expectations for myself. And then I hate myself when I don't hit them. But it still comes out more than I would have done if I didn't. And then the business grows. Is that is that good? I think that's good. I think your three steps are the Uncrustables, yeah, the, a lot of the protein drink, and the Zin, yeah, the Holy um, Trinity. Yeah, I mean, well, it, Mike, you gotta do. What you I'll gotta tell do. you this: uh, when you when I get into that headspace where you just described, my mom says, "You are enough. You are enough." Yeah. And I'm saying that to you. Wow, you are enough. You're doing enough, and you are enough. You just cured my um, anxiety. There you go. Thank you. Done. <laughs> Well, I think that's about all the time we have for today. Um, unless, John, you have any more questions for our, for our buddy Mike here. Pull up any more uh, embarrassing Instagram pictures. I mean, no, I want to hear mean, about we, the Bordy Barn have, event. Uh, I want to hear about Bordy Barn. God bless like, I it. I want to hear, like, RIP. Although, is it coming back? Uh, probably not, no. Do you? Because they had a party last summer. They is this hard one. cut at an hour? Like, are you guys cool going over? I'll explain it. I don't mind talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear all about the Bordy Barn. All right. So for those of you who don't know, Bordy <laughs> Barn, Bordy Barn is, um, yeah, we were about to wrap, but we had to talk about Bordy Barn and Mike's version of Bordy Barn. Um, I've actually never been. I got close. I like, I got dropped off. My, my wife and I, we were engaged at the time. We got dropped off and we walked up to the gate and we were like, 20 bucks it seems kind of scary and we bailed we literally no. bailed i now regret it because it's gone i regret it but um maybe you can explain it for someone who barely john do you know about 40 barn at all no 
Okay, Bordy Barn was this magical place on Long Island since like the 70s. And it's like, if you know anybody, like my parents didn't grow up on Long Island, but like you talk to like friends, parents, and they all went, you, they go, of course I went to fucking Bordy Barn when I was in my 20s. Um, it's a place it's in Hampton Bays. It's like right there, right yeah, off the train. Which sounds, if you don't know Long Island, sounds like, oh, the Hamptons. Hampton Bays is not the Hamptons. It's just using their name to try to be like nicer. It's not. Um, it's like, it's like the difference between Harvard and Harvard extension school, like the online variant. That sounds right. Yeah. It's, and it's a big circus tent outside in a parking lot with a bar. But like, I think I, I probably went inside it. I couldn't tell you, but like, you don't go inside it. You just stay in the, the, the circus tent. And it was a place that was only open from Memorial day to labor day on Sundays from two to eight. That was it. And it's just a shit show. You go, you stand in line. I'll tell you the real way to do it. You get a bus, you hang out on the bus the whole time and you send five people on the line and then you can rotate five people like every 20 minutes we would do. So if there's 30 people on the bus, you have a little shift and you go out and you stand on the line, then you come back on the bus and drink more. Then when they do the final call, everybody squeezes into where your spot is online. You get in, you pay the $20. It was like $2 beers, $1 hot dogs with cheese whiz on it, porter potties, uh, and these smiley face stickers. And if anybody's listening, please just Google Bordy Barn and you could see pictures from the 70s. And it's like you hear these stories of just like it's mayhem. It's like people like tossing beers on each other and just putting stickers all over each other and just getting the hammered. Long Island Railroad stop is covered in those stickers every weekend, basically. And they have to have cops there to escort people onto the train because they're going to fall on the tracks if they're not there. Yeah, and it was it was great. And uh, so we had a party called Brogy Barn at the taco place that I love, Swell Taco. Oh, there it is. Yeah. And it's just oh, there magical. There she is. Wonder why they closed. And, uh, <laughs> and, and the music, amazing. Like, perfect mix of just, like, classic. It's all sing-alongs and, like, everybody's dancing and singing. It's a great time. And uh, so we threw this party called Brogy Barn, and I rented out Swell Taco for a Sunday. And I just charged $75, all you could eat tacos, all you could drink, beer, wine, margaritas. And then I got stickers that were kind of like this. It's a smiley face sticker that says Bordy Barn. And I think I just said Brogy Barn. And then a picture of me as a baby with a mustache. And I just made hundreds of those stickers. And same thing. It was, it was <laughs> I called it a marketing event for the gym. And uh, got a Bordy Barn. I think Barn. it was, right? You, you got it, a bunch of leads from this. It worked. And it's so stupid it worked. But that's when, again, the demographic was like, people my age, 25 to 30. And it was sick for that. And, you know, now I don't think a 55 year old would necessarily want to do that. I'm going to probably try it again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we sold like a hundred tickets, had a DJ from the Bordy Barn playing the music. And that place still, the taco place, like you could still see in some of the rafters, like the stickers up there because they tried taking them all down. They were pissed afterwards because like people obviously stuck them every place that you shouldn't put a sticker. Uh and it was just, I feel like a good taco shop, like a taqueria downtown, which was our, our choice taqueria uh, when we were operating gyms, it was covered in stickers. There was no place where you, you know, there was just no real estate on the wall. So yeah, if they're not that type of place, I, I don't, they are they need stickers to, everywhere. You talk to the management, but stickers were going, you know, on all their posters and they have like signed surf contest posters and like stickers were going on those and like. Just shit like that. Like, uh, you know, I, I they knew what they were getting themselves into. How old are you? 31. You're 31. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this was 2018. So six years ago. Um, I got, well, we sold 100 tickets. So 100 leads, 
you know, some of them were already members, some of them were friends. Uh, but yeah, we ended up getting like just from that event, like that day, like five people just like hit me up after. I think it was like around five, which doesn't sound like a lot. But then you look at like, all right, they're going to pay two to three thousand dollars for the year. Fifteen thousand dollar extra on the year for throwing a party that I broke even for. That you would have thrown anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I just wanted to have a, you know, I, it's funny because like you talk about like I have a kid now and all this stuff. And it's like I look at these events like, oh, this is my time to <laughs> let loose a little bit, too. You know, like it's just a party I'm going to have regardless. So you're close, like you're on the trail of what I think will be a very successful party for for the, your demographic, which is most of our lif- listeners demographic. And, and I'll share this. If you stayed this long, listener, uh, you are enough. Uh, and so yeah. we're going to deliver, we're going to deliver a little alpha here. So you're 31. Teo is you, you're what? 33 Teo? 33. So you haven't hit the threshold yet. What are you, John? Sorry. I'm 36, almost 37. Let me get the wisdom. So there's a shift. Once, uh, once the algos know that you have at least one child and, uh, you've crossed the age of 35, there's a distinct shift. They just start, it starts very subtly. And they just start peppering you with these little videos of people shopping at Costco. And they're like 25 minute videos of just people walking around Costco talking about the stuff they see. And uh, it's nectar. You get sucked in. And once you're sucked in, it, it, it takes over the it takes over your entire um, it takes uh, over your entire there feed. I am. And I see here you have the Costco hidden treasures. So there's a lot of people in the fitness space uh, going like the here are like these nice protein things. And uh, here are these nice uh, low carb options. And, and this is all good. Like I know someone in two brain who's absolutely murdering it with a Costco related lead magnet. But I think there is an opportunity here. Um, do you know Costco is the biggest retailer of wine in the United States? I've heard this and I've heard something about their vodka too. That it's like basically like Great white goose. labeled. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The spirits are great too. But the, the, the wine is, it, it's hard to navigate. And if you are a 35 to 50 year old suburban mom, like you want to be able to navigate. If you're a dad, you want to be able to talk about the wine. So, um, my idea for a gym, like there, there was a thing in the CrossFit community. You're not from CrossFit, but for a while there was a, a wine and wad. It was like the go-to lead generation event where it was like a workout. And then afterwards you had wine and talked about how great the gym is and sign up. Um, the wad's just unnecessary. I, I think we got to get rid of it. And, um, I would like to have a Costco wine tasting. So um, you find you find a legit psalm. You being in New York, you'll be you you'll have a pick of the litter. There's going to be a million of them, and you have a psalm come in and bring in like uh, you know a series of Costco wines, and uh, you do like a legit tasting, and, and uh, you know it's you keep it maybe under twenty bucks, thirty bucks a bottle. You know something that's accessible, and that is going to be nectar to the suburban mom market like if you if you polish it up give it a little nice little graphic design talk about uh how fun it's going to be pick a pick a beautiful venue could even be the gym if you if you decorate it right um i i think you're gonna get some bodies i think you're gonna be i think you're gonna be able to get some people out to that i don't know how much this is like a just tongue-in-cheek but i'm thinking about it now no that's that's real that one's no, I've been, I've been, I've been flirting with, I, I'm, I haven't found my Psalm yet, but I've been talking about doing something like this in our neighborhood. We have a, Mateo and I live one street from each other. 
and we have a clubhouse that we can use uh, whenever we want. A little HOA action? Oh, no. No, it's the wild. It's lawless here. No HOA. Um, so you, you can only imagine what this, what this clubhouse looks like, uh, with no HOA. So, and, and an optional $100 a year donation to keep it just, you know, there, uh, <laughs> keep the lights yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, literally. And so, yeah, that was my gift. And, and I wanted to do, uh, I haven't decided the pairing. So we thought of a Zen pairing, but that would, uh, tar- that would turn off the demo. Uh, if you did a Costco cheese pairing with it, that would be another thing. Um, but you know, keto's downtrending. Um, I thought of a wine and candy pairing. I thought that would be an interesting, um, you know, a little, little on brand for our hood. So, you know, different candies pairing with different wines. Um, cause you know, people like telling wine, people like to have a good time. And, and when you're a parent, I, I, I'm sure you've had, um, some nights where you drank by yourself, you know, every, every mom and dad's been there. And, and so you want to know, you want to know how to do it right. You want to know how to do it better. I'm going to keep that one on the back burner. When we publish, when we, uh, when we publish this episode, we will actually be seeing each other. Uh, it will be in Austin. So, so we can, we can flesh the, we can, um, we can work through this a little bit, maybe get, maybe crystallize, uh, the pairing and, and figure out a way to make it a little more catchy. But I do think there is something there where you introduce and allow people to taste different Costco liquors and sounds and make them sound smart about it because that's like, a, that's what people buy at Costco. They buy liquor. That's amazing. I'm in. Fuck it. So, dear listener, uh, hope you found some value out of this episode. Hope you're now inspired to create some new events, to uh, see people in person, and also don't be afraid to do a challenge ad, a 12-week, 90-day, or six-week transformation. Also, charge what you're worth, you know, increase your prices uh, so that you can make a little extra money because you you're enough and you're worth it. And uh, Mike... If people want to find you, learn more about you, come try the the half pipe in the backyard. Uh, where where can they find you? Where can they hit you up? Instagram is the best place uh, at the Stoked Brogi B R O G I and uh, Stoked's website StokedAthletics.com. Um, that's really it. Don't go to my you, you pulled up my Twitter. Don't go to my Twitter. That's not for business. <laughs> That's just for me pleasure. just talking shit. <laughs> yeah, that's for pleasure. Oh, that's a, that's my platform. That's where I. Uh, that's it. That's the only platform I have a following. So, and, and I don't post there anymore because it gets me in trouble. So, yeah, this was awesome. I don't know if people know this, but it was nice meeting you guys. We've never really talked, so this was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I like said something to you in in Philly, but I don't know. So. It was because you left early, right? At a bachelor party in uh, Scottsdale. Yes, yeah, yes. Awesome. Like you left. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. He like spoke and then you left yeah. right after you spoke. Yeah, I had to catch that. It was a good time. Anyways, be sure to like, subscribe, and uh, leave any comment. Hateful, nice, doesn't matter what kind. Just some kind of interaction. And uh, we'll see you out there.